Hey, everybody. He's Tyler Durden. She's Marla. I'm the narrator. No, wait, that ain't it. He's Bob. She's Richard Chesler, the boss. I'm the mechanic. That ain't it either. This ain't the Fight Club. This is Vikings Report. Drew and Ted. Drewster, how are you? What a weird movie, dude. Anyone, who would you fight? Shatner. I'd fight William Shatner. It was. Welcome to episode 86. Jake Reed, that's our 86, right? There's nobody better. Yeah, that's got to be. Yeah. Jake Reed did an uh, intro for our draft party last year. He Remember did. That? What's up, Drew, Ted, and Tumson? This your boy, Jake Reed, Minnesota Viking 3D. Hey, I understand you guys are a great trio, just like me, Chris, and Moss. Well, yeah, it was pretty cool. We got a big show lined up. We got the last regular season game. The Vikings are sitting at 12 and 4, Ted. 12 and 4. Nobody really saw this coming, did, did they? That's what she said. <laughs> if you wake up at a different time, in a different place, could you wake up as a different person? Ooh, okay. Didn't see that one coming. No, nobody saw it coming. It's been a fun season. I'm not going to get down on the Vikings. I mean, that was a stinker of a game and up at, with that team from Wisconsin, but we got a lot to look forward to. We're going to the postseason. Yeah, we are. First time in, what, three years? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. We got news. We're going to take some fewer questions tonight. Some really sad, sad stuff going on on the field away from Vikings football. We'll talk about that as well. We got our fantasy segment. We got our Super Toe Challenge. And don't forget, we started before the season, the Rook Dog Challenge. If you entered it, don't forget, friendly reminder, as soon as the season's over and they announce who the Offensive defensive rookie of the year is we're going to announce who our Rook Dog Challenge winners are. We had a whole bunch of people enter for the Rook Dog Challenge. 100 bucks, $100 gift certificate, and it's the one who picks the offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year. So don't forget that's on its way as soon as those are announced once the season's over. Just so you know, you can't enter now. <laughs> yeah, it's just too late to enter now. <laughs> we, we closed the voting on that a long time ago. This is some third world Central American country where you can just find votes six months later and call it good. It's very clever. How's it working out for you? What? Being clever. Great. Keep it up then. What am I, a soap dealer? Make and I sell soap. And this is how I met Tyler Durden. And then the other two contests finish up this week, Ted. Yep. Nobody cares about your fantasy team. It's the last week for that. Super Toe Challenge ends this week, and we'll announce those winners next week as well. Before we get any farther, Ruby, she's going to roll a quick promo for our message board affiliate, Purple Pain Forums. We're also going to tell you about our website, vikingsreport.com. So, Ruby, the first thing about vikingsreport.com is that nobody talks about vikingsreport.com. No, wait, that's not it. Roll it. Roll it. So, look, we got a big show tonight. We got Vikings NFL news. We got hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy team. We got our super toe challenge. We got our preview. We got trivia. But before we get going, purplepainforums.com. Purplepainforums, that is the, like, the best Minnesota Vikings chat room around it's better than social media like you just get so much crap on social media just these negative trollish comments you don't find any of that over on purple pain forums funky town and dan chat do a great job of moderating that board and it's not just vikings talk it's college football talk it's stuff that's not even really the sports you could talk you can talk politics there if that's your thing but it's well moderated it's very respectful debate a lot of great folks there great original content great contests 
purplepainforums.com. Go check it out. The other site we'd like you to check out is vikingsreport.com. Our website has links to all of our social media accounts, links to Purple Pain Forums, sections in the webpage for all of our contests. You can see the latest updated standings. For Nobody cares about your fantasy team and Super Toe Challenge. Just a great site. Ruby's done a hell of a job getting that all set up. If you want to see the Vikings Report Vault, go check that out. And you can see what prizes are available. We give away prizes at the end of each live show we do. We got a link to our Zazzle page where if you, you want to buy a coffee mug or a travel mug, you can do that as well. So vikingsreport.com, go check that website out. All right, so that's our affiliation with Purple Pain Forums. And go check out our website. It's, it's a really great website. Ruby's done a lot of work with that. Speaking of Ruby, Madam, how are you doing this fine evening? Hey, guys. I'm doing okay. Just kind of a sad day yesterday. So I don't know. Just Yeah. I don't know. Kind of. Yeah. Slumber today a little bit. We're going to talk about that in a minute before we do. Drewster, what time is it? He's right. Like, no, wait, that's not my part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cooler than you are. So why don't you fix your little problem, take care of the bears, and light this candle. He's right. Light this candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes, Resume the countdown. Vikings report is off and running. We're off and running. All right, so our new segment, look, all anybody's been talking about is the injury to DeMar Hamlin on the Monday night game. He made a tackle on T. Higgins. You know, when he made the hit, it looked like a football hit. It didn't look that bad. He stood up, and then he immediately collapsed. And He's currently in the hospital at University of Cincinnati Level 1 Trauma Center. He seems to be getting a little bit better. They've weaned him partially off the ventilator. The concern is that he might have some long-term lung damage, but from what was expected to be the grimmest news possible Monday night, there are more and more glimmers of hope. And this is something that has not only rocked the sports world, Drew, but the country, I think, has is, is seemed to rally behind this, what seems to be this generally good young man. He is. I did a little research on him. And to see the unity between all the NFL people coming together, you know what, Ted? We all have our teams. You know, everybody roots for their team, but everybody loves football. And they love mm-hmm. the players. And you see the camaraderie of the Bengals camping out at the hospital, Bengal fans, the Bills fans. And, you know, such a sad, tragic thing. The last time I saw this was 71 when I was six years old with Chuck Hughes. Yeah, Detroit Lions player. I was living in Michigan. That was on TV. So you actually saw that happen on TV. I don't remember much from my childhood, but for some reason, the Chuck Hughes thing has stuck with me forever. Really? That stuck with me because it's a horrible, tragic thing. Yeah. I would like to point out a couple things I'd like to give a shout out to. The protocol, the NFL, they have the right doctors there. They have the right equipment, Ted. Yeah. They got him transported quickly. University of Cincinnati did a great job. Chuck Hughes didn't have any of that. He died an hour later. Because yeah. he didn't have treatment like that. And I think something should be said for the NFL being ready to take care of a situation like that. They did a really good job, I think, with that. And also, if you're going to say prayers, you got to put one out there for, come on, T. Higgins. He feels horrible about it. It was just a football play, Ted. It was. There was nothing malicious. It was just one of those plays we've seen literally tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of times over the years we've watched football. A guy made a catch. And a guy tackled him. The Marvin Harrison hit in the Peach Bowl, the Ohio State-Georgia game, looked a lot more severe than that. Harrison, he got up and was okay on the sideline. It just is a reminder of the fragility of life. There have been some off-season tragedies in the NFL. You know, Dwayne Haskins passed away and Jeff Gladney passed away. Young guys, and I, I think one of the reasons this has resonated so much with so many people is that we saw it happen. And we saw it play out on 
live TV. And that's something that you don't see very often. Stuff like that, when it happens, it happens in your home. It happens on the battlefield. It happens wherever. It's not something that is normally played out to a national television audience. And thing with that is social media. Most people were really cool. And it was like, look, let's just focus on DeMar Hamlin for the moment. But there were some idiots with just some just ridiculous look at me kind of opinions. And that was the huge downside of it. But there's also a positive side to social media. And it was this, it was DeMar Hamlin started a GoFundMe to raise money to buy toys for underprivileged children. And at the beginning of the game, it had 2,500 bucks. As of this recording, it is now over 3 million because people and teams. 5 million. Is it 5 million now? Yeah. (laughs) $5 million. So, I mean, that, that just tells you that if you can get the message out for something like that, that a lot of good can come through social media in light of what is a a, a terrible, terrible incident. You know what? I woke up at 5.30. I wake up. I go to the coffee maker. That's mm-hmm. the first thing I've done my whole life. Today, I woke <laughs> up and checked on Hamlin. Checked yeah. on how is DeMar. I did. That was the first thing I did. I turned the computer on. It really made me sad. It affected me a lot. Really hope he pulls through. I'm, I'm yeah. confident he is, and I'm praying for him. Obviously, the Hamlin... Families in our thoughts and prayers here at Vikings Report, and, and we we wish him a speedy recovery and that he is out of the hospital and, and home soon. So we'll put a link to his GoFundMe on our Vikings Report page. Five, ten bucks, whatever you can spare. I, I think it's just a great gesture for a great cause. So Well said, Smitty. Get better, DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, get better. Get better, my friend. Speaking of guys who are not going to get better anytime soon, unfortunately, back of center Austin Schlopman and starting right tackle Brian O'Neill have been placed on Injured reserve, their season is over. The Vikings have signed offensive tackle Bobby Evans, who played for the Rams for a few years. They signed him to the practice squad. Got 35 games under his belt, 12 starts. They also signed center Greg Mance. He's signed to the active roster. He played with Houston from 2015 to 2020. Buffalo in 21, Miami in 22, was released earlier this year. Played 64 games, 32 starts, 25 as a center. And it's very possible that Greg Mance could be your starting center this Sunday in Soldier Field against the Bears. Thoughts on that there, Mr. Bunting? Undrafted in 2015 out of Toledo, Ted. He signed with the Texans, undrafted free agent shortly after that draft, got injured, went on IR his rookie year. Here's the interesting thing about him. In 2016, the Texans' starting center, Nick Martin, got hurt in the preseason, and Mance was thrown in there at the starter. So he not only started all 16 games in 2016, he also started the two playoff games they had that year. Started 18 games for the Texans. Got starting experience, at least more than Chris Reed does playing center. Yeah, yeah, that's true. From there, he bounced around with a bunch of different teams, Ravens, Dolphins, Bills, Browns, sort of a sign-release thing. Nobody was keeping him very long. Probably using him like we're going to use him. In his time with the Ravens, though, he played center, guard, and tackle for the Ravens. Yeah. Mostly center and guard, but he can play anywhere on the interior, and I don't know if the Vikings, if that was a reason they were targeting him. John Harbaugh said he's a pretty good player. You are not special. You are not a beautiful or unique snowflake. You are the same decaying organic matter as everything else. And so with that, it looks like Ole Udo's going to be the right tackle from here on out for the rest of the season. Yikes. Yikes is often I used to see this in comic books. Yikes means... uh, It, it's it's uh okay uh this is your life and it's ending one minute at a time i mean he did okay against green bay we'll see but i, I mean look I, I don't know 
backup, backup center. Well, maybe technically backup, backup, backup center. And now only <laughs> TJ Clemmings Udo. Oh, he's not that bad, is he? <laughs> no, he's not. You know, the Bobby Evans thing, I don't know what they're going to do with him if he even sees the field, but this is a very interesting story, Ted. Third round pick in 2019, 97th overall by the Rams. Yeah. He won the Super Bowl with the Rams last year. And he was doing fine. He was a starting guard for the Rams. He just got cut four days ago. And the Vikings signed him to the practice squad, so he's not even on the axe roster. I'll just read this press release from Brett Studer from Fansided. L.A. Rams have stuck behind offensive lineman Bobby Evans for the past four seasons. The Rams believe that he's a versatile offensive lineman that could slide inside and play interior offensive line as well. Played really well, but as time has passed, the presumption proved to be incorrect. At times, <laughs> Evans put up a spirited effort and looked like a player on the up and up. But then the roof would cave in, and Bobby Evans was left standing with defenders running past him and oh, sacking wow. the quarterback. And that was painful to watch. Not just the outcome of the play, but to witness and turmoil was evident as Evans would shoulder slumping, didn't look interested, wondered what just happened. Evans was not suited for whatever the role the Rams had him playing in. In just 314 offensive snaps, Evans was flagged three times for penalties and allowed seven quarterback sacks. His pro football focus grade was 29.8. Oh, wow. That's, That's good. That is an alarming number for a rookie, but a third-round pick you'd expect more out of. I know that was kind of long. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like he wants to play when he does, but he has that slacker kind of thing going on, so we'll see. Yeah, so the Vikings offensive line is in flux, coming at the absolute worst time. They've got one more game to figure it out before the playoffs. Anything else you want to hit? That's what she said. If not, we're going to do some viewer questions. Amigo. Let's let's do some viewer questions, Ted, because I don't All know right. what we're doing for a preview. It might be Nick Mullins. Who's the Bears backup quarterback? Mike Tomchek? Steve Fuller? This is Steve, and it's no wonder. I run like lightning, pass like thunder. Is it- <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't, I don't know. Bobby Douglas? <laughs> Bobby Douglas. While his passing game was anemic, Douglas' rushing game was robust as he carried 10 times for 115 yards. Could run and couldn't throw, just like their current quarterback, but here we are. So, Tootsies, we've got a few questions we called from the internet. Do you want to read off some of those for us, and we'll do our best to answer them? Don't interrupt Tootsies when she's reading, either. (laughs) Okay, first question is from Rieger Season. Are you concerned about TJ Hawkinson and his drops that he has had since coming to the Vikings? I'm not. I mean, he has one or two, but he makes up for it with three or four. For every drop he has, he has three, four, five really good catches. I mean, he's been one of the most productive receivers in the NFL since the trade. I think he's the second leading receiver in the NFL among tight ends since he got traded from Detroit. I do like the fact that when he catches the ball, he can get some yards after catch, which is something we never saw at a Kyle Rudolph, or very rarely, I'm not too concerned. Are you, Drew? Not at all. Not at all. Of course, you don't want to see him, but that guy's been a shot in the arm for the Vikings. He's been the best thing we've had for six weeks. Yeah. So, And he is a playmaker, yards after catch. That's what I like about that guy, and the fact that he has a knack for getting open in the short zones. I'm not worried about his drops at all, Ted. I'm not. When you look at the Vikings receivers after just Jefferson, Adam Thielen and K.J. Osborne just having trouble getting separation and getting open. You know, Irv Smith's window to practice has opened up, and they could activate him, and conceivably he might be able to play the playoff game. And I, I think you have a 
guy like Irv Smith, who TJ Hawkinson is, who we thought Irv Smith could be when the season started. If you have those two guys and Irv Smith lives up to that potential, now you've got two more receiving options besides Justin Jefferson. That might open things up for KJ Osborne, Adam Thielen. It could be a really exciting offense to watch come playoff time, to be honest. You know what, Ted? A couple of those drops that he's getting blamed for, and one of them a couple games ago, a guy had his hand in there and batted yeah. it away, but it looked like he dropped it. Yeah. A, a couple of those drops weren't on him. I'm not worried about it at all. All right. What's next? All right. From the mediocre Gatsby. The NFL seems to have a lot of mediocre teams. Other teams also had some horrible losses. Why is everyone so convinced this team has zero chance in the playoffs? Last year's NFC championship game was number six seed at number four seed. Drew? I think that people are concerned because of lopsided losses. You know, you don't usually see good teams getting throttled that bad. The reason you got to be concerned about the Vikings is their ability to fall behind. They can win any game they want to play if they don't implode and they're more consistent. You've said it plenty of times. When they're on, nobody can beat us. It seems like it, but when they're off, they can't beat anybody either. And a lot of good teams, when they're off, will figure it out when they're off. So I think that's, that's mainly how I look at it. What do you think? And that's my thing. It's not that the losses were bad. I mean, look, everybody gets their ass kicked once in a while, but they've been against three quality teams, the NFC that very easily the Vikings could see again in the playoffs. And they never even got to a point where they could stop the bleeding and at least make it a competitive game that that would give you a a thought. Well, yeah, you know, a play here and a play there. They might've won maybe the Philadelphia game, but the Vikings were never really competitive in that game either. Right. That's why I think people think the Vikings don't have a shot because when they lose, man, I mean, they just get run out of the stadium and they can't do anything. The defense can't play well. The offense can't play well. Special teams gives up a touchdown. I mean, it's just when they collapse, it's a complete right. a total team collapse. It's not one thing struggling and then the other guys kind of catch up to it or, or whatever later. It's just why it's just bad. It's just bad. How do you go from bad in all three phases to the second half of that Colts game, Ted? How do you do that? I don't know. I, I really don't know. It's frustrating at times, but all in all, it's been a pretty fun season. I've been having loads of fun, Ted. Yeah. And you know me, fun is, fun is what I'm all about, brother. I am Jack's smirking revenge. Oh. What the hell are you doing? I mean, like, look, if they can figure it out, I, I don't think they will. I mean, I think, you know, 16 games into it, this is who you are. If for whatever reason the switch finally flips and they play a complete game, they can beat anybody, and they can beat anybody convincingly. But we'll see what happens. Next! All right. What's next? Next, we have Jerk Chicken. What? What? What's his name? Jerk Chicken. <laughs> How do you feel about using Naylor more? Thielen is never open. And when he is, it looks like he's afraid to take a hit. Naylor? <laughs> I don't even know her. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Naylor looked good. I mean, he's got fast straight line speed. He, he got separation on that route, and he was open, and, and Kirk hit him. When you add that into Adam Thielen, what, like he said, not really getting separation, he just doesn't have that breakaway speed anymore. He, he's lost a lot over the last two or three years. K.J. Osborne has struggled to get open at times. I wouldn't mind seeing him as as wide receiver four. I mean, Jalen Rieger, they gave him a few opportunities, and I think he was directly responsible for a couple interceptions in that indie game. I mean, it's late in the year. This Sunday probably doesn't have a whole lot of bearing on the final NFC standings. I I wouldn't mind to see him 
at least get some run as wide receiver four. What about you? Maybe a little bit. Here's my concern, Ted. Starting next week with the last game of the season, they got a new right tackle and a new center. You got your O-line, half your O-line gone. I'm highly stressing that use the regular three wide receivers you've been using all season. I don't yeah. think it's time to break in a new guy when you're down two offensive linemen. Doesn't mean I don't want him in there. Give him some plays. It's fine. I think he's better than Rager. I do. And I think McCardle thinks he's better too. I wouldn't replace Osborne's spot with him going into the playoffs down two offensive linemen. You got to go with the experience at this point. I agree. Yeah. All right. What's next? All right. Our last question comes from Daily Norseman. Chris, this question is for me from Chris. Chris Gates? Chris Gates. Twinses? How the hell do you put up with those two? <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris. Here, here it comes. Toons says you have the floor. <laughs> I have a budget of at least $100 a week in Coors Light. I have multiple prescriptions. Xanax, Clonopin. <laughs> and I have weekly therapy sessions. Does that answer it for you? We're pretty easy to deal with is what you're saying. <laughs> totally, man. I, under control completely. All right. Yeah, you mean it's not it's not frustrating when you ask me a question and I say, Oh you're doing <laughs> not in the slightest bit. Okay. That'll do it for our news and viewer questions this week. We're gonna roll into our nobody cares about your fantasy team segment and super toe challenge segment. Ruby, if you want to go ahead and play those. Robert. Normally we put up our preview board, but it, it looks like there's going to be a lot of backups playing. So Drew and I are just going to kind of do sort of an abbreviated preview. We're not going to put the preview board up this week. We're just kind of go through a couple things, kind of what we do for the, when we did there in the preseason, just talk about a couple things on offense, a couple things on defense and what we kind of expect to see this week. So Drewster, let's start with offense. What concerns do you have or what do you want to see the offense do? Every time I turn around, we always are playing the Bears at the last week of the Why are we playing the Bears? Well, now the Bears came out today and said they're going to be playing the backups. I don't know why Vikings will be playing any starters at this point. Well, it looks like Kevin O'Connell said he is because, I mean, technically, look, the Vikes still are within. Come on. They, they can still get the two. I, look, I get it. I mean, I, I get the reasoning, though. I mean, the, the 49ers, you know, could stub their toe against the Cardinals. It ain't going to happen. But let's the NFL and weirder things have happened. You can't play your starters, lose a couple more guys, and then have the Niners win 50 to 10 because then you look right. like a moron. Yeah. 
it's going to be, okay, we're in Chicago. There's going to be three blocked field goals. There's going to be a safety. There's going to be a fight. There's going to be some poor calls. There's going to be a bad punt. And it's going to be eight to seven in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean, come on, Ted. That's Soldier Field. How many times you watch these games at Soldier Field? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I wish it wouldn't be that way. But Soldier Field is like this nightmare for the Vikings for whatever reason. It may be a wild, fun game. Who knows? Maybe Nick Mullins comes in at halftime and just starts chucking it around the yard, avoiding all the cow pies and that cow pasture of a football field. Another bad surface. Play Maybe. On. Jalen Naylor goes off for 150 and two touchdowns. Who, who knows? We'll see. In all seriousness, though, I, I would like to see this offensive line that they're putting together just play well. Whoever the quarterback is, protect them, open up holes for the running game. And I'd like to just see some good situational running. I'd, I'd like to not see Dalvin Cook run right behind whoever the center is going to be and get dumped for a one-yard loss 14 times. You got to sit Dalvin Cook for this week. Yeah, probably. Give it to Madison. Wang Wu, Wang Chung. And I don't want to say don't play for the two seed. Some people are probably thinking, watching this going, if the two seed's still alive, you got to play for it, which I normally I'm really into that. I agree with that, but not this week. The kitty little Cardinals are not going to beat the Niners. Dude. No, they're not. I don't you see so. that happening, Ted. No, I, I do not. Uh, not at all. I would play the backups. I would play as many backups as I could. What about on defense? Anything on defense you want to see? Man, the defense has been uh, kind of a mystery all year. They seem to get gassed by the second half. I think you'd do the same thing. Try some of your backups. Defense is definitely the side of the Vikings when you can start throwing anything out there to see if it works. Asimo should start. Duke Shelley is now the starter over Dantzler. Yeah, yeah has been for a couple games now, yeah. That's a storyline in itself. But just try to get consistency on the defensive side. Get through this game. Just get through yeah, the game. That's the big thing. I, I kind of look at this as kind of a preseason game. Just get through it with no injuries. I'd like to have the special teams not give up a kick return touchdown. That'd be nice. God, they, special teams has been horrid lately. Yeah. You got a prediction? Do you, do you even care who wins? I mean, I, you care who wins, but are you as emotionally invested as you normally are? I'd like to see backup against backup. Yeah. Because then, and then you can really see what the Vikings can do a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. if the Bears play their backups and the Vikings play their backups, I think it could bring a lot for the team in terms of getting more well-rounded as a team by having the second-team guys all win a game. I think the Vikings will win in a close game. There's a shocker. <laughs> you know what it is with the Vikings, Ted? And we'll talk about it next week going into the big playoff matchup we have. It's attitude. Yeah. When they blocked that punt, it took it over first and goal at the one. Your offense has to be running out there, pointing fingers across, saying, we're here. We're, this is us. We're going to mm-hmm. plow this thing in the end zone on first down. We're going to get a touchdown. We're going to start the game. And while we're running off, we're going to say, look at us now. We're here. Yeah. We came to play. Didn't do any of that. That's the moment of the game where you score and you look at them and go, we're going to pound you into the dirt. We're going to pound you high and hard all day. That's what she said. <laughs> They didn't do that. They came out and had these feeble plays and looked meek and mild. That was bad. Yeah, I mean, you got to have some attitude. So I want to see some attitude this, this weekend. So you think the Vikes win? Yes. I do too. I'm going to go 24 to 10. 35-17. Wow, we both have two score wins. We must be yeah. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's your abbreviated preview for the week. We're going to go ahead, take a quick commercial break, come back with Drewster's Millions and my grandson Gabriel, and then we'll get the trivia. We've got a special trivia for tonight. And then we'll wrap the show up. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. What? I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Why? Why? I don't know why. I don't know. I've never been in a fight. You? No, but that's a good thing. No, it is not. How much can you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? 
Hit me before I lose my nerve. This is crazy. So go crazy. Let her rip. You want me to hit you? That's right. What, like in the face? <laughs> Surprise me. This so stupid. Oh, mother You hit me in the ear. Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. I kind of. No, it was perfect. We are back with Brewster's Millions and Skull Vikings. Yeah! Welcome to Toots' Trivia. How you guys doing? Good, Toots. How are you? Good. Drew, how are you? <laughs> okay. So as promised, every single one is a picture puzzle. And they're all Minnesota Vikings. There's no bears. This is all Minnesota Vikings from history. Could be anywhere from the 60s to present. Since there's no categories, I'm just going to go left to right. All right. Meow, meow. All right, and I don't even think I'm going to care about keeping score. We're both Tyler Dirt. <laughs> so everybody gets points. That's pretty clever. All right, here we go. Name the player. Uh, Tim. What's that guy's name again? Oh, Tim, Tim Irwin. Yes. <laughs> Tim Irwin. Old number 76, Ted. Great player. Yep. Oh, that's good knowledge, Drew. Yeah. All right, name the player. Dude. That's Todd. Is that Justin Fields? That's, no, that's Todd. That's Todd Bridges from from Different Strokes. Okay, Todd Stucy. Todd Stucy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We are not gonna miss one. I don't think you are. I have a feeling you're gonna get everyone. All right, name the player. Jack. Jack. Jack Costco. That is a good guess, but no. Jack. Taco Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio. Yes. <laughs> oh, good job, Ted. That is Jack Del Rio. Good. That is Rio Brazil on the right-hand side. All right. Name the player. Something. Milt Sunday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? Or is it yep. Sunday? Sunday. Oh, wow. Milt Sunday made our show. That's great, Ted. All right. Name the player. Kirk. Kirk Loudermilk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Abraham was born in Ur. <laughs> Kirk Loudermilk from the Ohio State University. That's correct. All right. Name the player. Uh, TV, abs, their stomach, um, fencing a bear. What is it? What's the first thing? A mirror? Fensa. Fen Fensa. Fencing. Uh, stomach. Du Dula. Dula. Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah. Yes. <laughs> are fun, dude. Alright, 100% so far. Name the player. Train. Uh, or Orlando Thomas. Orlando Thomas. Yes! OC. Yeah! That is Thomas the Train. The late, great Orlando Thomas. The late, great Orlando Thomas. What a great player he was. Alright, next. Name the player. Mike. Mike. Wedding Rain. Mike. What up? Uh, Meriwether. 
Yes! Listening to your guesses is like the best part for me. Mike Wedding Rain. Okay. Name the player. Bear Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Do you like the bear? Yes. Bear's on a diet. All right. Name the player. Paul. Paul. Flatley. Yes! <laughs> oh my god! I knew you guys would get these older players. Paul Flatley, that's tremendous. Name the player. Jake? Jake uh, Reed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's a little bit disturbing though, Drew, that you knew who that was so quickly. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies, man. Sixteen Candles, yeah. Oh, I love that movie! Alright. Name the player. George. George Alexander. Um, no, wait, wait, wait. Mackenzie Alexander? No. Uh, uh, wait, Rufus! Yes! It's Rufus! <laughs> Rufus Alexander! Is it Rufus Alexander? Yeah. Yes. I have no idea who that is, but he was on the list. You made the list. Name the player. Oh, wow. CJ Ham? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's something ham. There hasn't been a lot of hams playing here. It lo- looks like he's being creepy in the middle or something sneaky. Squeaky from? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know this one. This is our first miss. Yeah. Guys, Randall, Randall Cunningham. Cunningham. <laughs> Darn it. Oh, Ted. But since we're both the same person, we still get the points. All right, name the player. Steve. Steve. Uh, let's see. Hotel son. Sleep son. Steve. Steve Cabinet. Seriously? <laughs> Steve Cabinet Sleep Son. <laughs> <laughs> Running back in 1992. Ted, it has Steve and it has son. You gotta think of that. We should be able to piece it together. Steve Dishman. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no. Oh. You guys are losers. That's Steve Hutchinson. <laughs> Oh wow, we we didn't we didn't get what school did he go to, Drew? Oh my god. Didn't get a Michigan one? Wow. Very disappointed. Yeah, that's two in a row we've missed now. All right, name the player. Hole Pound. Holt Holton Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Holton Hill now, Ted? I don't know. Alright. Name the player. Sydney Rice. Sydney Rice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Okay, name the player. David Emerald City. Oz. Oz. Oh, Dave Osborne. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's really good, Ted. Really, really good. I didn't have that one. All right, last one of the season. Here we go. Name the player. Chris. Glewitzki. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tremendous. All right, you guys. Thank you for playing. We will maybe see you next week. I don't know. All right. Thanks, Ruby. Thank you, Tunes. That was a hell of an effort to do all those picture puzzles. Oh, all right. That'll put a ball on episode 86. Drew, thanks again. I, I just laugh every week doing this show. I just appreciate everything that, that you do for this show. And Ruby, everything you do for the show, which is basically everything. I thank everybody who's subscribed and liked and and comments and watches our stuff. I really appreciate it. Vikes going to wrap up the regular season, and we're going to have our first postseason edition of Vikings Report through and Ted next week. 
But after the Bears game on Sunday, we'll be live with Vikings Report Rewind with our good buddy Christopher Gates. Till then, we'll try to do better the next time. Drewster, why don't you take us home? Thank you, Ted. Thank you for hosting. Another great show. It's always fun to talk football with you. Damar Hamlin, get better. Tunes, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That's all. Enjoy your Vikings game and say good night, Ted. Good night, Ted. Bob, <laughs> bomb.